Welcome to Your Face Story Podcast. Yolanda offers practical, educational, and encouraging content. Welcome. Thank you for joining us again. And my name is Yolanda Russo, skincare expert and your well-being expert. And I am helping you to look years younger. But many of you come and want to know, feel younger. So how do we get this belly under control? Thank you so much. Yeah, so as you know, my name is Cheryl Carroll and my business name is Your Tiny Voice Health Coaching. So I'm a holistic health coach and integrative health practitioner and I'm absolutely passionate about supporting women in perimenopause and menopause to look and feel their best. And a big part of that is actually this the belly fat that accumulates for a number of reasons. And our changing hormones cause us to become more predisposed to this this belly fat. So I won't go into the detail, but you all know that your body starts to look and feel just that little bit different as you start to go through the hormonal shifts. But what I do want to say is that you don't have to settle for that. Like it doesn't, that doesn't have to be your reality because there are so many lifestyle changes you can make that will target that belly fat. So even if even going to the gym, is that helpful uh, for the belly fat? Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's it's particularly with something like exercise, it's the Goldilocks of exercise. So it's not too much, not too little. So from a movement perspective, I always like the women that I coach to have this mantra of move more. So, you know, it's amazing to do a formal exercise program so you know to do an hour of some form of movement exercise sorry like three times a week but then it doesn't serve our bodies just to sit and do nothing else so we need to do what is called non-exercise activity thermogenesis which is just the, the movement that you do through the day so things that I really don't enjoy doing like the house cleaning and you know, the, all of that sort of stuff is tidying up after the kids. That's actually helping to target the belly fat because we're just moving more. So if you are desk bound, like one very easy tip is that you can schedule in what I call movement snacks through the day. So, you know, so that you're not sitting at your desk from nine until five, everything's just stagnating. You actually put in these movement snacks for you to do to get up, you can do star jumps, you can walk around the block, you can do air squats, whatever your takes your fancy, just move more. So that's, that's kind of the thing for um, just generally moving more. And then the best type of exercise for us women in peri and menopause is actually resistance and strength training. So getting into the gym and doing you know weight weight training Mm. that is what is going to help to convert that fat that we've accumulated into muscle that's where the body transformation and composition changes are gonna are going to happen so it's not the cardio is the uh weight no Mm -hmm. no so the cardio because what happens with the cardio training is that generally people exercise in a way that puts them at a like a medium resist a medium um, intensity level 
And it's this constant exercising at this medium intensity level that creates extra stress on our body. And in perimenopause and menopause, we do become less resistant, sorry, resilient to stress because our ovaries are handing over responsibility to our adrenal glands to actually produce the sex hormones. So the adrenals have to now do two jobs. So it's really important to not stress our bodies out too much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's about doing a level of um, high intensity training and then resting enough. So kind of staying away from this gray zone because that gray zone is what actually may be adding to your belly fat. You know, I've seen many women who love running and they run, you know, their 10 kilometers every day, but they have the belly fat because it's just adding stress to their systems. Yes, exactly. This is what we were talking earlier about this one client and she's in her 50s. Unfortunately, this is the age where things are just not working the way we want to. And she does Pilates and yoga and uh, very active and still has that belly fat, belly pouch. Mm. And it's almost like it's almost like the layers of the onion. So there can be many contributors to belly fat. So, you know, stress, stress is a really big one. Yeah. Um, you know, and as we were talking in the, in the pre-chat, so stress is mental and emotional stress. So, you know, family issues, all the bills you have to pay, the pandemic, all of these things that create mental and emotional stress. And then there's the physical stress side of things, which is toxicity. You know, we're exposed to so many toxins every day. Yeah. Even if you choose to live a low-tox lifestyle, it's just, it's in our water, it's in our vegetables, you know, it's, they're just everywhere. Um, sleep is a massive physical stress on our body if we're not getting really good quality sleep. Yeah. And we're talking a little bit about alcohol earlier. And unfortunately, people drink alcohol to relax, but alcohol adds to the toxicity in our body and it also significantly impacts the quality of our sleep and both of those things then contributes to the belly fat yes so that's unfortunate because uh, the wine the glass of wine before you go to sleep kind of relaxes you but i guess i guess we're not talking about stopping or eliminating it together but uh just limiting the amount of it yeah. And, and, and you're right, because I think it's, it's very much part of so many people's cultures to connect, you know, over a glass of wine and, you know, part of your habits to relax and unwind all of that. And it's, it's very confronting when I, you know, when I talk to clients about the impact that alcohol has on their system. So what I always recommend is that women track their, like their energy, their sleep, their moods, um, any physical symptoms that they have, because it's with these data points that you can start to see whether your habits are serving you or not. So what you may find is that when you do have a glass of wine, you don't sleep very well, and then you're highly irritable with everybody the next day. You can't yeah. do your, your exercise, you know, all of those sorts of things. So I think that collecting that data for yourself is really empowering. Yeah, that, that's very, uh, very uh, smart because journaling in general 
with the foods you eat, with the drinks that you have, or vitamins uh, that you take, uh, you can journal that and know exactly what's happening. So many times when I see my clients in my facial spa, we talk about the skin and what what is happening with the body. Why is the skin is why is the skin not as good as it was three months ago? And that's when we discover things uh, that have changed in a diet or, you know, a little bit more lax uh, attitude towards the diet. So without writing things down, you really can't know that. Yeah. I know. And we have so much on our plate. So we actually forget what we ate yeah. yesterday, what we exactly. did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So it's, it's really important. And, you know, as, as you just said, if you're investing in all of this topical stuff, you know, going for the beautiful facials with you, you're not going to get the benefits unless you are nourishing from the inside yeah. out. There's, mm -hmm. you know, there's the connection between the gut and the skin that is essential. So managing stress, looking yeah. at what you eat, you know, giving your, your gut bugs all the great fiber that it needs is really important if you want this glowing youthful skin. Absolutely. We always talk about this, but the, the name of the podcast is what is your face story? And that's what we talk about. What did you eat yesterday? What happened? Did you have too much of uh, wine? Why is it dry? So all that is related and it's written all over the face. So the gut and the face, the skin is definitely connected. And that's how the body perspires, gets rid of toxins through the skin. Yeah, It's, you know, the skin is, is the largest organ. And to your point, if you're looking for the messages of the body, the skin is an amazing, is an amazing book for you just to, yeah. just to read. And, you know, that's, that's the name of my business. So my business is your tiny voice. And it's all about supporting people to connect with their intuition. And that's like, understanding what is my body telling me and being in balance enough to to be able to hear those messages and interpret them correctly and I think to your point you know with the skin there is so much you know if I my kids are not the best sleepers and if I've had a bad night with the kids and I wake up in the morning so I haven't had all you know the nourishing benefits of a good night's sleep I can see it on my skin. My skin feels like so, so much drier. I feel yeah. like I've aged overnight. Yes. And the eyes show first. Yes. The skin is very thin around the eyes, mm. but all those things are fixable. And this is what I teach. So no worries. We are going to tackle this together. Okay, perfect. So what about probiotics? I'm very confused about that because I've been trying, I have tried many, many, many different brands of probiotics, and I don't know exactly if they do what they are supposed to do. So what what can we do with probiotics, or how do we substitute probiotic for fermented foods? Mm. So I guess, I guess your, your question is very much about how do you optimize gut health, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you're only wanting to take probiotics, probiotics. because... Yes. Yeah, because you want to optimize your gut health. So yeah. I would say starting with your nutrition is number one. So eating a diverse range of plant foods is really important because then you're focusing on getting 
the, the phytonutrients and the fiber diversity of those to give to the gut bugs to, to eat. And then, you know, they can, the good guys can grow and they weed out the bad guys. They feed the intestinal lining and everything's humming. And then if you are doing that really, really well, you may not even need a probiotic, you know, and the, the, the our, everybody's microbiome is like their yeah. fingerprint. Yes. So everybody's is really, really different. Um, the problem is, is that where you have, you know, taken a lot of antibiotics, you've been highly stressed, you've been exposed to a parasite or viruses that are, that are inside you, you may need a level of gut balancing and, you know, so there are different protocols that you can do that include probiotics um, to, to help rebalance the gut. And, you know, generally, you know, the, the clients that I work with, I will run stool tests for them where their gut health is one of their major pain points. And they're not perfect, these gut tests, but you can at least do, you know, before and after, and, you know, you have a comparison of what's going on in their gut once you've done a level of gut healing yes so, because, because you have the coaching uh site and and how long if someone was to connect with you how long is the the coaching let's say if they want to improve their gut health so my shortest program is three months because it's really about you know understanding what is going on you know what what is going on for you how can we adjust your lifestyle to help to manage some of these symptoms that are coming up for you. Because so often if people are having gut issues, it may be because they are snacking all day. So they're not allowing time for their body to digest the food that they've eaten. So they're putting undigested food on top of undigested food and it's just causing this chaos. So there can be some really simple changes that people can make. And then all of a sudden they don't have these gut issues anymore. So it's really just about optimizing their lifestyle. And then if, you know, they can't, if they continue to have symptoms, then we look at, okay, do we need to do extra testing? So then, you know, I'll run things like a gut test or an organic acids test to see what's going on in their system. And then we'll work on specific protocols. Um, Yes. But, so. but just on the, you know, on the, just to finish off on the gut health side of things. So, you know, you can use prebiotic fibers to support your gut bacteria to grow in a, in a very healthy way. And with, you can also work on maintaining your, um, the strength of your intestinal lining. Cause I'm sure you've heard of leaky gut yes. and, you know, that's, that's a massive cause of a lot of people's skin issues so, you know, taking supplements like, like zinc, glutamine, collagen, all of that can really help just with the maintaining the integrity of the intestinal lining. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you so much. Uh, what about coffee? What would you say? Is that a cause of a problem? Belly fat? So, so it, it depends how much coffee people are drinking and whether they are drinking it in a way that's then impacting their sleep or impacting their cortisol. So if they're drinking too much coffee that causes their cortisol to keep spiking, then that can be a cause of 
um, people maintaining or, or, or building up belly fat. Um, and then if it's they're drinking coffee too late, it may be impacting the quality of their sleep. And then poor sleep can then um, create more stress in the body, which then contributes to, to more belly fat. What about intermittent uh, fasting? Do you agree with that? And what the hours, like what's the span? So it's very individual. So for women in perimenopause, because we become less resilient to stress, and I feel like so many people have so much on their plates from jobs to potentially young kids to aging parents to all the other things we take on in our lives that sometimes adding on lengthy fasts can just add to excessive stress on the body. And then it's taking away a lot of the benefits that fasting can actually give to us. So it's very individual. And there are certain weeks of the month, if somebody is cycling, that we are more able to do longer fasts. So from like the, the bleed week, um, you know, for those first few days in the follicular phase, we actually can do with more calorie restriction and going for longer fasts. But then in the luteal phase where we're actually building the lining, we need more calories and we don't want to cause too much stress on the body because that can impact our production of progesterone. So I would say in the, in the luteal phase, don't go for excessive fasts. You know, every, I recommend that everybody does an overnight fast of 12 hours. So right. don't eat for 12 hours. And, you know, then what works in terms of going over and above that is very individual on the person, the amount of stress they have in their life as well. Yeah, and they should feel either well or not so well when they fast for more more than 12 hours. So that's the indicator if that is working. And, and uh, But I would also say that I, I sometimes think that when our bodies aren't balanced, we not we can't really read that message of I'm feeling good or I'm not feeling good from fasting, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like if our blood sugar levels are all over the place, somebody might feel that they can't even make a 12-hour fast, mm -hmm. but they really can. Mm -hmm. Or somebody whose metabolism has slowed down because they've been excessively calorie restricting, they may not feel hungry, but they actually really need to eat. Like I actually work with a lot of women encouraging them and you know, part of their goals is to actually eat more because they they've got a lot on their plates they forget to eat they don't prioritize their own nutrition so the way to actually unlock weight loss for them is to actually eat more more frequently or more Just in more more in general because mm. because they've been calorie restricting either on purpose or by default because of the busyness of their lives they cause their metabolism to slow down. So then they become less hungry. So, you know, I encourage them to slowly eat more. So work, you know, in three meals a day. And with that, it's getting them to speed up, obviously with other practices to speed up their metabolism. Yes. Okay. That's great. Yes. And that, that not eating enough or not giving yourself enough nutrition and um, oils 
healthy oils would reflect on the skin immediately. So the collagen depletes, the skin becomes gray looking, and you just look tired and older. So Mm, yeah, very, very, very drawn. Yeah. So it's worth to pay attention to what you eat. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not to restrict yourself so much. Perfect. So those are the three things that we need to look out for. The sleep. um, Then nutrition. Yes, exactly. And just so what I would say, so just I'll just kind of summarize those three. So on the sleep side of things, highly recommend that all your ladies are in bed by 10 to be able to get the benefits of there's a lot of um, like brain cleaning out and restorative processes that happen between, you know, 10 and one. So that's a really important time to, to take advantage of sleep. So in bed by 10, give yourself a really good night's sleep and treat yourself like you would a baby. You know, you don't want to be doing anything too stimulating close to bedtime, create beautiful nourishing bedtime routine, maybe using some of the products that you've given them, you know, pamper yourself and hop into bed. So that's sleep. And then nutrition, you know, we spoke about eating diversity of plant foods for your gut health. And then another key principle is making sure you're getting enough protein. So 30 grams of protein at each meal that will keep you satiated. It helps retain your muscles, which are essential for bone health as well. So if you can focus on those two things as you move forward, that's going to stand you in very good stead. And then the final tip that I have is just around movement. So incorporating more of this non-exercise activity thermogenesis movement into your day, which is just do more incidental movement. If you commute, maybe walk an extra few bus stops or take the stairs, you know, or play more vigorously with your kids or your dogs, just get your body moving more, and then focus on resistance training, and, you know, that does need work, I I personally think, work with with a personal trainer, so that they can look at your movement patterns, and you can start to do strength training in a way that's safe for your body. Yeah. Everybody probably has those little weights, even two pounders, uh, just walking around the house and just bending the knees. That's going to be enough for uh, starters. And then uh, the gym is next, depending on how busy, of course, uh, people are. So that's perfect. So this summarizes that. Now, can you have too much proteins and you're going to be okay? Or is this constipation uh, situation? You can definitely have too much protein. So if you have too much protein, so it's around 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight is what I recommend. You know, going excessively over that is actually going to age your body more because what then happens is your body then breaks down the protein to get glucose and it has to go through extra steps, which is more taxing on the body to actually extract that glucose from the protein. So, you know, from an anti-aging longevity perspective, there aren't benefits to going excessively over that 
protein amount. So, you know, as I mentioned, if you focus on 30 grams of protein at each meal, that will generally get you there. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. And we want to know so much more. So how can we find you? What can we do to stay in touch with you? You You're in Australia, but you do have courses online and you're creating some event that I'm very interested in. Could you tell us more about it? Yes, absolutely. So I am running a masterclass with a personal trainer who specializes in supporting women in perimenopause and menopause and a women's health physio who's an expert in pelvic health. And we're running this masterclass together on the 16th. So it's the 16th in Australia at 7.30 p.m. So I'm not sure wherever your your clients are, that's, you know, you can just do the, the time conversion, but register anyway. So Yolanda is going to give you the registration details, register anyway. And if you can't make it, I'll send you the replay. But otherwise, I do free 30-minute discovery sessions for anybody who is interested in connecting with me. And you can find me at ytbhealthcoaching.com. And my email is Cheryl at ytbhealthcoaching.com. And I am a lot more active on Instagram. So I'm there at your tiny voice. I post reels with very easy to follow strategies, just some tips all the time. So, you know, I'd love to connect with you there. Perfect. A lot of people are on Instagram, so that would be useful. Yes. And the replay always works. And uh, we can talk about this when you come for a facial. Yes. So uh, I love that. And thank you so much. It was so nice meeting you. And please stay in touch with us because we definitely definitely, uh, want to hear an expert. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for now. And uh, we'll, we'll speak to you soon. Again, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends.